live. Yeah. From a lurky, lanky Wednesday, it's a nugget called Biz that we affectionately know as Biz Nuggets. Oh, I like the way you did that. Joined as always by Emma Lurking Lurking. Uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. And Matt Memphis Muscardi. I wanted to give you an old-fashioned like pool hustler name. I like that one, Matt Aww. Memphis Muscardi. I want to be known as Dutch. I'm that thing in your recycling bin that you're not quite sure you should be recycled or not. Is it trash? Is it recycling? It's number seven. Do we do could number you, seven here? Could you scrape more out of it to eat? Uh, in today's artificially flavored bag of Biz Nugget frosting called February 9th, 2022, we make fun of Peter Thiel and Mark Zuckerberg's relationship while also making fun of new Peloton CEO Barry Pals with corporate dictators McCarthy while also making fun of the SEC's Justice is Done Department. Wow. We do a lot of making fun of things. Who else does this? Everybody. Lots Maybe. of people, actually. Nobody. Yeah, everybody. It's kind of everybody. We're not alone. All right, Matt. Ready? Yeah, let's do this. I want to get creeped yeah. out. Let's get creepy. Both of my stories are open for conversation, so feel free to pitch in. Here we go. You say that. No, I'm, I, I, I want to hear your... They're kind of ridiculous. I want to hear what you think. Here's the story. Seven extraordinary details about creepy Peter Thiel's relationship with dropout Mark Zuckerberg. Here we go. The, oh. These are from Max Chavkin's new biography, The Contrarian... Peter Thiel and Silicon Valley's Pursuit of Power. Full disclosure, I took the book out of the library several weeks ago. It's right over here somewhere, and I still haven't read it. And I'm oh, going to tell you, you why. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. I Every time I'm about to read it at night, I I don't want to get depressed. So I just like I like I put it back. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just like, I can't deal with it. <laughs> it's, it's not. Here we go, it's though. It's not like Satan's Bible. No. Just Come on, just read Maybe it. Maybe Here we go. This is these are actually uh, these are actual seven real details from the book. Here we go. Plug plug for the book. Here we go. Number one, Teal and Zuck were kindred spirits who connected over their shared social awkwardness and cutthroat approach to business. Uh, here's from the book. The quote is: Zuckerberg's reticence and awkwardness impressed Teal, who <laughs> saw in the young man's indifference a sign of intelligence. Jesus, if that's wow. not pre-metaverse shit, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his utter right? indifference to humanity yeah. was really <laughs> impressive to me. Oh. That's a good way to start. Hopefully yeah, that's the second line of the book. <laughs> number two. Uh, Zuck depended on Teal to keep Facebook's relationship with the right wing alive. Uh, Teal helped orchestrate a meeting in 2016 with well-known conservative figures like Tucker Carlson and Glenn Beck, blah, 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 blah. But we knew this one already, right? Yeah, that one's not that interesting. Uh, number three, after The Social Network came out, Teal criticized the film's depiction of Zuckerberg, arguing that the film inaccurately portrayed Zuck's honorable motives in starting oh. Fuckbook. Uh, sorry, Facebook, sorry. <laughs> I... <laughs> Can you imagine that, that there's was, anything honorable about that? About that? Yeah, company? Well, that wasn't really. That wasn't like the part of the film that I thought was controversial. I thought it was like the rest of the film. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> Number four. Oh, this is a good one. I mean, I kind of like them all actually. Zuck told Teal he should resign from Facebook's board of directors in 2017. Uh, this was after the New York Times published a leaked email from uh, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings, who's also on the board at uh, Facebook. Uh, Reed told Teal that his endorsement of Trump reflected poorly on Facebook. So Zuck asked Teal to step down. T 
heel told Zuck, I will not quit. You'll have to fire me. So nothing wow. happened. So nothing, nothing happened. It's so How about weird. that? How about that? It's so weird. It's as if Mark Zuckerberg had full control over who he picked on the board. That's so weird. That doesn't seem right. Uh, this is why I'll never be Peter Thiel, because if someone asked me to step down, isn't that kind of being fired? I don't really understand the distinction there. No, nah, I think he just he needs it in writing. He needs it okay. notarized before he believes it. Uh, ooh, well, this is another good one. Proving that Peter Thiel, I guess, is an idiot. I don't know what's proving. P uh, number five, Thiel underestimated Facebook, Facebook's potential and told Zuck to sell the company in its second year. Uh, despite its success, success Thiel had never embraced the function or philosophy of Facebook and didn't buy into Zuck's conception of the company. Jesus. When Yahoo offered to buy Facebook for $1 billion, Teal told Zuck to take the deal. When Zuck said no, Teal dumped around 17 million shares of Facebook stock. I did not know that. That's crazy. Can you imagine how no one would be using Facebook if Yahoo had bought it? That would be wonderful. Like, literally, it wouldn't exist. Yeah, Yahoo so is like the death sentence for everything. You know, you're right. So our interpretation of Teal is wrong. He tried to save us. He did. He was our pre-savior. <laughs> uh, number six, Zuck may have been CEO, but critics saw Teal as the puppet master behind the company's political dealings. I mean, we knew that, but I like this quote. Yeah, yeah. I like this quote. Teal had been attracted to Zuck's obvious lack of concern for what anyone else thought. I like that's a nice quote. <laughs> I I like that mostly because Teal earlier <laughs> has no concern for what Zuck thinks. So yeah. it's their it's a match made in heaven. Uh, it really is. And finally, number seven. Um, we knew about this, but there's a little bit more detail here. Zuck met with Teal and Donald Trump before the 2020 election to make a secret deal. Uh, according to a source close to Teal, here's here's what the actual deal was about. Facebook would stop fact checking political posts. I remember. And the Trump administration would ease up on restrictions. Sure. So there were a lot of restrictions. I was going to say, what were the restrictions exactly? <laughs> Does anybody remember what the restrictions were? Yeah. All right. That's it. Those, that's, the le that's the list. I mean, uh, I think to call it a relationship is, is, uh, is like a stretch. It's... It does feel a lot like Peter Thiel calls the shots. Uh, uh, before we move on, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I I did ask the listening audience if anyone cared about the metaverse. Uh, no one really responded, but a friend of mine who listens to the show did actually respond about the metaverse. Maybe that counts. So I'm gonna try it again. That counts. It kind of counts. I'm gonna try it again. If anyone would like to be part of a free float media business pants book club and read the contrarian. And then talk about it. Come on here and talk Ooh. about it. I'm I'm game. I'm game. Look so at reach you. out to us. And we don't even need multiple people. It really just takes one nerd who wants to read the book and come on the air with us. Come Raise on, your hand, come on. people. Let's do it. Book yeah, club. It. The Free Flow Media Book Club. Uh, all right. Speaking of throwing the book at things. Big news today out of the SEC. You like that segue? Yeah, I uh, do. George Blankenbaker of Indianapolis huh? finally has a final judgment after okay. defrauding investors between 2016 and 2019. Finally, we're there. Blankenblake, we're going down. Blankenbaker raised over $11 million from mostly elderly investors that said he would use the funds to 
uh, give short-term loans to food exporters in Asia, but instead he used the funds to invest in hemp companies, a Ponzi scheme, and unsurprisingly, pay himself. Okay. Uh, Blankenbaker will be barred from sitting on a board of a publicly traded company, and he will pay $1.9 million in a disgorgement. The litigation was coordinated by the SEC, the U.S. Attorney General, the IRS, and the Postal Inspector. We had Ooh. four massive government agencies chasing this down. Okay. And in other SEC news... Bloomberg reported today that the SEC is bogged down on setting a climate rule. Ooh. I don't know if George Blankenbaker's case was interfering, but yeah. the rule was set to be finalized by the end of last year. Now may slip into March or beyond. In a statement, SEC uh, Chair Gensler said he would finally get around to the climate rule once Blankenbaker affairs come to a close. So Wait, I guess tr- they are That's leaks. not true, is it? No, that's, that's not true. true. That, that, that's not a true quote. That's <laughs> not a, that, that would be the greatest thing ever. It sounds like a Cary Grant movie. Yeah, go ahead. Really, what it looks like is the SEC is hand-wringing over their legal jurisdiction uh, about forcing companies to actually disclose anything about carbon emissions or climate. Right. In fact, here's my favorite part of the climate story. They are worried about one word. And it's a word you and I know well and hate. Oh. Materiality. Oh. I've always. That's right. Always. That might be the word if, that made me quit uh, my job. <laughs> if you are one of my ESG brethren, the SEC just woke up and realized they don't know what the fuck materiality means. They literally have no idea. Right. Material is a legal threshold that has to be hit for the SEC to mandate companies to disclose something. And it's historically been defined as something that if you knew it before you made the decision, you might have made a different decision. So okay. it's it's like it's the definition of a negative. Like if sure. I had known this, I would have done something different. Then right. it's material, right? So it has to have happened already for you to be realized. Materiality is also a word the ESG community has been tossing around like a crouton since 2007 oh, to describe everything in ESG. Mm-hmm. And the SEC just admitted that they're confused what it actually means. I need to activate my rant mode for a second. Can you oh, wait? That, while I... There's actually a mode above the mode you're in? Yeah, okay, yes, let's do it. This is real rant mode. Okay. Do we seriously make decisions in capital markets about what information investors get Based on what I think of as the ice cream flavor basis, like, wait, there's an ice cream flavor called cake batter? And I only thought there was vanilla. That changes everything, right? Like, that's the basis by which we get information. Okay. If there were any doubt that the pseudoscience of corporate disclosure and finance were more pseudo-y, you don't have to look much further than the definition of materiality. This is a legal definition that has the SEC navel-gazing Instead of saying that, oh, it's kind of material that, you know, human existence as we know it may come to an end if we don't stop carbon. No, they're spending time being like, well, what if someone sues us and says that carbon's not material? Do we have a legal basis for that? This isn't one of those things you can wait until afterwards to realize it's material. True. If you wait until afterwards, we are all dead. Dead. But thank God George Blankenbaker is finally held to account. The book got thrown at him. Justice got done. That's what Matt I'm happy Levine about. Matt Levine <laughs> And if you understand that joke, there's something wrong with you. There's, some, there's a lot wrong. If you understood anything I just said, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm kind of with you. I'm with you at the end. 
Whenever you, you activate your rant mode, I start to understand you. I, I live in rant mode. Here's another one. Uh, ooh, back to Peloton. A leaked email from new Peloton CEO Barry McCarthy talks about the, the bitter pill of layoffs mm. and outlines his vision for a comeback story. I, I don't mean Can you outline the comeback story before you've come back? I don't know. All right, let's go over it. Uh, I, uh, I ran this letter through the uh, one of our machines. Here we go. Before we even get, before we even run it through the machine, can I, can I just tell you the first thing he says? Yes. This is a quote from the actual letter. To it, it says, "Team, I I hate. The, first of all, can I just say I hate the 21st century way that executives always start emails to their employees, which is team. I hate that. Really? At least say dear team or something. No, I'm I'm now gonna write all free float media conversations. I'm gonna start them all with team. Yeah, Just if you ever team. write anything that says team colon or team long dash, m dash, whatever, I, I hate you forever. <laughs> At least say like to my loving team that I worship. Here we go. He says, team, I would like to, be, to begin this email with a shout out to my favorite Peloton instructors, Dennis Morton and Matt Wilpers, blah, 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 blah. And I want to thank John Foley and the Peloton co-founders. Starting That's with a bang, Barry. Your friends just got fired. You're scared as shit, but let's kiss the ring and acknowledge a couple of sweaty dudes to help me pedal. That's a weird beginning. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there. Oh, that's not really to team. Also, that's really not team. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. I I don't know. I don't be so excited when you fired a bunch of people. Here we go. All right. Uh, okay. So he then he lists his ten management philosophy values, which we ran through our business pants CEO value translation snarknator fifteen thousand. Wow. Go. How many upgrades are there to our machine? I know. It's unbelievable. So here's how it works. I read his value, and then the machine just has a, a random response. Here's the value. Uh, it's like a fortune the, cookie for business. <laughs> here we go. And maybe you want to take notes for us. Be stubborn on vision, flexible on details. The okay. machine says, we decide, you don't decide, but we're going to change our minds a lot, so buckle up for the constant confusion. <laughs> it See does sound works? like a yearly reorg. That's what it sounds like. Next value, fast is as slow as we go. The translation, you better work harder or there will be more layoffs. That's pretty straightforward. Oh. Okay, I like that one. Next one, intuition drives testing. Data drives decision making. The translation and speculation and bullshit increases our stock price, which is directly attached to my stock options. So help me spin this bullshit, please. Oh, now I get it. The machine works. Play. It's played at least. Next one. Your this is what he said. This is a value he's saying to his team, his new team. Your comfort zone is your own worst enemy. Ugh. The translation, your job is about to suck even more, and you're scared now. So, you know. <laughs> Wait, is he talking about Matt Wilper's comfort zone or the team's comfort <laughs> zone? It's unclear. Uh, next value, talent density is foundational. Translation, our previous CEO was more dense than talented, so we gave him a special fancy chair. <laughs> that that does sound like body shaming. Uh, next value, stress, context, not control, freedom, and responsibility. The machine had no response here. It just says gobbledygook. It doesn't even know how to interpret stress, that. Stress, context. context, not control, freedom, and responsibility. What the hell is that one? <laughs> I don't even know what those words mean in, yeah, the, in that order. 
Uh, the next value from the new uh, dictator whisperer Barry McCarthy over at Peloton. Uh, understand in order to be understood. Translation, shut your mouth while I'm talking. <laughs> I like shut your mouth while you're talking. Uh, next value, get real. Translation, you might get fired if we don't have another pandemic. That that get, That's something to get real that, about. That's straight up. Get real. Yeah. Just uh, got real. The penultimate value here. Think from first principles. The machine was had trouble with this one. All it put out was Jesus saves. It doesn't really understand what that yeah, means. Think weird. from first principles. It feels very Chick-fil-A. And finally, uh, the, the 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 new value here told to the team right after they f he fired a bunch of his their colleagues. So they, you know this is a, a, a email you read with a lot of trepidation. Here's the final value. Put first things first. Translation. Always eat your sandwich before your stupid cupcake. Oh, he was talking about lunch. Yeah, talking about lunch. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. I mean, unless, again, unless they come up with a new pandemic, what, what what's really, what are they going to solve for here? I, how is Peloton going to, who knows? I don't know. Well, the first things first is, is eating children first or is the tread running on a treadmill first? So I think they're just trying sure. to prioritize. That's all that means. Prioritize. Uh, on tomorrow's show, I got a tease here for you. We're going to talk about uh, a weird severance benefit for fired Peloton employees. You're going to enjoy this one. And we also going to really? cover the slide deck that a major Peloton investor used to make fun of former CEO John Foley before he quote unquote resigned. So we got more <laughs> I like more Peloton material tomorrow to make fun of. That's the only this is the only show you that will be your tease for the next show. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get Jesus, you to sorry. listen to us with that. In my second Justice is Done news story, the Justice Department, apparently finished with George Blankenbaker of Indianapolis, seized $3.6 billion, that's a billion with a B, in Bitcoin that a married couple hacked from a Hong Kong Bitcoin exchange in 2016. The Deputy Attorney General said in a statement that the arrests, quote, show that cryptocurrency is not a safe haven for criminals. Side note, Criminals. What the fuck is the point of cryptocurrency then? Did anybody tell this to Peter Thiel? To, uh, like, isn't cryptocurrency supposed to be the Wild West or the Libertechian yeah. shadow, unregulated, meta perverse space or it's whatever? Money laundering, right? It, it, like, I thought the whole point was that you wouldn't get caught by the Department of Justice. Just, yeah. I, I, but apparently that is not true. To show you how real the world is, this world, not the fake one. One of the hackers, Ilya Lichtenstein, he's the husband in this power hacking couple, he described himself on LinkedIn as, quote, a serial entrepreneur and, quote, an irreverent comedic rapper. <laughs> Wait, what? That's on, that was on his LinkedIn page. Isn't that kind of what After we're doing here? The, <laughs> I do, I do double as a, as a irreverent, serial, irreverent comedic, comedic rapper. rapper. Yeah. I, don't like, I don't know if I like the sound of that. I don't know where you put that. Is that the job description? Is that in your, like, your just description itself? I put that in the, itself? in the scroll on my YouTube feed that I'm gonna that is going to go beyond me without me clicking on it. That's where I put that. Uh, that's actually, the name of this episode is just going to be Irreverent Comedic Rap. Uh, okay. After moving um, money around the blockchain, which, in fact, was traced by the government, so lest mm. you think it can't be yeah. traced, it can be, they ended up using... 
their gains from this epic hack in the most mediocre way you can possibly spend $3 billion. They used it to buy gold. Gold. NFTs. That's right. Like fake yeah. Nike shoes in Decentraland. Yeah. And, quote, a Walmart gift card. Wow, I didn't know Walmart gave uh, gift cards out in increments of $3.6 billion. That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know either. I'm not sure why that one is like <laughs> one of the items that they, like the itemized list of stuff they bought. There were no yachts involved. They didn't buy fancy real estate. They bought gold NFTs and a Walmart gift card. I, yeah, I can't joke about that because I probably in my top, in the top drawer uh, in my kitchen, there's probably $3.6 billion worth of unused gift cards. <laughs> That's what they want. You yeah. fell into the trap. When when called for comment, George Blankenbaker had no comment on this case, unfortunately. So oh, I thought he, I there. thought his comment would be Blankenbaker. Is that like pleading <laughs> the fifth, just saying Blankenbaker? I can't even say his last name consistently. I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe that's why I'm going to get in trouble with the Department of Justice. Uh, and finally, to wrap up quickly, uh, because we always tell you here that all uh, all disasters lead in uh, ESG changes. So uh, uh, the George Flores uh, racial bias lawsuit we covered earlier in the week has already resulted in a black head coach in Houston. And now the reports are that uh, black business uh, tycoon Byron Allen says he's preparing a bid for the NFL's Denver Broncos. I just uh, I don't even know why I bring this up other than like I feel like. I'm trying to tell you I to we told you so, but maybe we didn't. I don't even know. Did we? Oh, it, this uh, this is amazing in as much as it's so obvious that um, uh, it's uh, comedic. It, I'm actually hoping that the NFL does start doing irreverent comedic raps of its <laughs> oh, racial no, but they, insensitivity. I mean, I don't know if you, you might be too young for this, but the Super Bowl shuffle... Uh, that's I'm not too young for the Super Bowl shuffle. Rap. I actually had the video, and <laughs> I was a go. Pats fan. That might be one of the first irreverent comedic raps out there. <laughs> I know. It made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> that was Damian Rollis. I'm Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float Media. Emma lurks, continues to lurk, and is lurking about. Yeah, she's just doing what she does. She's producing in the shadows, like a cryptocurrency blockchain metaverse of free float media that the Department of Justice will someday trace to you her You notice that after our show with Emily Chu, the great Emily Chu, uh, Emma hasn't showed up again. She's like, I could be with people like her. I'm with these chuckleheads. I'm 90% sure she's been right? on six job interviews in the last three, two days. I that's, just think it's just like much what it's she been. knows she can do better. So she's just like, oh, I mean, two. the bar is not high. Like, right. But I I'm know just saying, I could do better is basically but, like here. sitting in the company of Emily and then coming back to uh, yeah, it's a tough transition. I'm just I'm I know. With Emma. Speaking, all I'm of, speaking of basking in the glow of fancy experts. This week, we confirmed we got Bruce Kahn from the mothership MSCI. He also worked in a couple other places, including Deutsche Bank. He is joining us for the good game this week. Oh, boy. Another fancy expert uh -oh. weighing in with their fancy expert brains to make us look like morons. So join us on Friday for that. Otherwise, we'll be back here tomorrow with more Biz Nougats. We'll talk to yeah, you then. Uh, what? i got to say before going? we... Before we sign off, Bruce Conn just texted me saying that he's actually preparing an irreverent comedic rap for us. So I'm looking forward to that. Game on, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.